Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite fat boy, Ray Ray, coming at you with another fat boy takes. I just wanted to say thank all of you for two gig downloads. I don't know who listens to my fucking podcast, but I really appreciate it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I never thought I would ever come close to getting 2K downloads. So I just want to say thank you all. I'm probably going to chug a white claw in your honor in a little bit. You know, I'll probably post it on IG. So follow me on IG. Uh at fatboy takes uh the f is in caps uh the b is in caps the takes is in caps whatever you'll find me just search up fatboy takes but yeah i just want to thank you all you guys don't even know like that shit made me real happy when i saw that i had 2k downloads like i said never in a million years did i ever think 2k people would listen to me talk about random sports and players and shit so that's sick and i just want to say thank you all i really really appreciate it like sure got tears in my eyes and shit like my boy kg said anything is possible all right so let's get down to business on today's pod we're gonna talk about the nba first and foremost i want to congratulate the denver nuggets on winning the championship i just want to say joker is a fucking beast holding it down for all the motherfucking fat boys around the world motherfucking mvp i said this shit in 20 fucking 20 that people were sleeping on this man i've been saying that he was a fucking beast i said this shit in 2020 check the receipts like episode 20 pod 20 like when like right before the bubble i said that this motherfucker was legit i've been saying that since before that but i'm just saying that man is a champion now, so he's going to get his motherfucking respect. He already had some respect when he won that MVP, but now the man has earned it. Also, I'm very, very happy for Jamal Murray. Came back from that fucked up ass ACL injury, and now he's a champion. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to the Nuggets as an organization, period. Their first championship ever. They had a nice, sick run, basically. Bopped the fucking Suns. Bopped the Lakers. Like, fuck. Bopped everybody. Bopped the T-Wolves. Bopped the fucking shit out of the heat. That shit wasn't even fucking close, man. Them boys were fucking rolled the heat. Rolled the Lakers. Even though the, the Laker games, some of them were kind of close. But the Lakers still got rolled. So big ups to the Nuggets. Uh, now that I got that out of the way. um, We're going to talk about NBA Free Agency. Uh, Lakers, Celtics, the 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 Dame trade request, um, and probably I'll talk about Jalen's contract at the end. Um, but yeah, let's get this shit rolling. All right, so I kind of want to talk about the Dame trade request first, like for free agency. That was kind of like the big thing, you know. It was like Dame finally asked for a trade. Um. Which is fair. Like, I don't think he's wrong for asking for a trade. But I've, I guess I feel like that organization has tried. Like, they had, they, they have, like, CJ McCollum and, and him were, like, a, a decent duel. But the problem is that CJ could never stay healthy in the playoffs. They got him Nurkic. And, Nurk, and like, that one year, I think it was, like, two years ago, Nurkic is playing well. And then he fucking tears his ACL. And then after that, you knew the season was over. Like, the season was going down the drain. Like, he was averaging, like, what, 20 and 9? Like, he lost a dude that was averaging 20 and 9. That's a big loss. 
Like you knew that season was over. Uh, so it's kind of like, it's weird. Like he's been hella loyal. So it's like, if I'm a GM, like I'm gonna just put myself in the shoes of a GM. Like if I'm a GM and he's like, yo, I'm only gonna play for the heat. And also his contract is fucking huge. That's another thing. Like, so to, to my thing, it's like, if I'm a GM, this is how I'm gonna look. I look at it like this. I'm gonna look at it as like the same as like the Portland GM. Like, yo, I want a fucking all-star back. I want an all-star back. I want first rounders. Look what they got for Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is what a defensive player of the year, a two-time all-star. Like Dame's like a fucking like a nine-time all-star or some shit like that. Like, how the fuck is he not gonna get more first rounders? Than Rudy. Rudy got like five fucking. They got. They they paid like five first rounders for Rudy fucking. For Rudy Gobert. Like, what the fuck? That's insane. Like, I don't know. I don't take that fucking trash ass Miami deal. And this is not because this. I'm going to be honest with you. This is not because, like, the Heat beat the Celtics or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. Like, as a fucking GM, I am not taking that shit trade. I don't give a fuck if you want to go there. I know you've been loyal to my franchise. But as a GM, if I'm moving forward, I'm trying to rebuild my fucking franchise. I'm not going to take that shitty ass deal. You're telling me you're going to give me Tyler fucking Hero and two first round picks. And like, what the fuck am I going to do with that? And Duncan Robinson, what the fuck am I going to do with Duncan Robinson? Let's be fucking real here. Duncan Robinson was was literally getting uh, do not plays until like the playoffs when he started playing better. Like he was literally running away on that fucking bench. So essentially, you're going to give me Tyler Hero... Which is, which is like sixth man of the year, basically, because he wasn't really starting, and then he fucking got injured. He broke his hand, so it's kind of like, what, what do you do? Like, you're gonna literally, I'm get if I'm a GM, I'm not taking a fucking two fucking bench players for a fucking nine-time All Star when we saw Rudy Gate. I mean, Rudy Gobert's Hall. There's just no fucking way I take that trade, and if I take any trade from Miami, it has to include that. The 16th pick, uh, the kid from UCLA. There's just no fucking way I don't ask for that shit. If I'm a GM, I'm asking for the fucking house for Dame. There's no way I take, I'm, I'm cool with just taking Tyler Hero, uh, Duncan Robinson, and two fucking first. That to me is just like, well, are you fucking kidding me? This, I fuck, if, if I got that call as a GM and they're like, yo, this is what I'm gonna offer you for Damian Lillard, I'm hanging up the fucking phone. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking bozo. Like, click. Then, then then, I start seeing who else is interested. Like, there is no way I take that trade. I'm just saying. As a GM, if I take that trade, you better fucking fire my ass. That trade is literally setting back my franchise even more. Like, at least he get an all-star back. An all-star back. Like, that's all I'm saying. An all-star and shit ton of first-rounders at least. Like, like I said, you're literally getting two bench players for that dude. And then I know they're saying they want... Uh, Martin, but I don't know that he don't want to trade Martin. He was big in the playoffs. It's just kind of weird though. That whole situation is kind of weird. Um, and then Dame saying he's not gonna play, like he's not gonna show up to camp. I don't know. We'll see. Money talks. We're gonna see if he shows up or not. That shit is to be determined. I feel like he should just show up because I feel like why not? You're getting paid. Like I don't show up. I don't I don't get paid. I don't show up to work. Like what the fuck? I got a shitty job. You got a sick ass job. I'd still show up. I don't give a fuck. Even if I'm disgruntled. I, 32 million, 36 million dollars, 40 million dollars. Shit, I show up to work for 40 million dollars. Shit. 
sign me up um that's pretty much it for the dame stuff like to, i don't know that whole situation is just so weird to me because it's like i see both sides like i see dame's loyalty like they do owe him something but like he's trying to cut he's trying to kind of fucking rail them though like yo this is where i want to play because that package sucks there has to be better packages than that out there like the jalen brown package that supposedly was getting shopped is better than than that package for one like if i'm a gym i would take that package but i don't think the celtics are gonna trade jalen brown who knows you never know but it doesn't feel like they're gonna trade jalen um yeah but that's it about the dame thing let's talk about free agency like i i myself like the bit to me the biggest free agency trade to me was the celtics and the grizz trade marcus smart for Porzingis. well marcus smart for two first rounders and Porzingis. let's get that shit straight to me i feel like this this trade benefited the celtics more but i can see why the grizz made this trade the grizz absolutely need a veteran in that locker room and who who better than marcus smart marcus smart is a dude that has the dog in him like this dude does not take plays off he's gritty as fuck he's gonna fucking make sure like he he him and jared jackson are gonna anchor that defense like this team's gonna be a pretty this team should be a top defensive team in the league next year there's no excuse why it wouldn't you have the the the, the reigning defensive player of the year and then the the as in Jared Jackson, and then you have Marcus Smart last year's defensive player. Well, two years ago now. It's like there's no excuse that this team ain't gonna be better on defense. Like, and let's be real, they're losing Dylan Brooks, big fucking deal. They got Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is a better player than Dylan Brooks. He averages more assists too, so he's a playmaker as well. He's like averages like seven assists, so that's gonna help. But we all it's just the only issue is it's like how is he gonna play with Jaw? Like, we, we don't know. It's yet to be seen. Also, Jaw's going to get suspended for, like, fucking 40 games or some shit. Who knows? Um, my thing is, I think it's good for Jaw because Marcus Smart's going to be like, hey, idiot, you're being fucking stupid. Slap. Like, come on, dude. You're like, like, you know, he's going to check his, keep his ass in check. So I think that's a good reason for that trade. Uh, but to me, like, I feel like, like a lot of people, a lot of Celtics fans are like upset about this trade, right? Like I've, like the whole thing with me is like, I this is how I feel. Like I feel like this is a good trade for the Celtics, like amazing trade for the Celtics, not just good, amazing. It's an amazing trade for the Celtics if Porzingis can stay healthy. Like that's the thing with me. Like this trade is he Brad knocked it out of the park. If he can get Porzingis to play like like 65, 70 games. Like, what do you like? Because what his average is like, what 50 game? Well, it was like 52 games, but he played 65 this year. Like, to me, this this trade is is gonna be like big. Like, the health health is the big concern right there. Like, that's what's gonna determine if this trade is a good trade or not. Like, I've been saying that since day one. All my friends have been asking me, like, yo, how do you feel about this trade? Like, are you sad? Because I know you like Marcus, and I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I feel like this trade would like yes does make the team better yes we do lose a bit of defense but then it's like what and then i started looking at some of the stuff i did not know that Porzingis is a actually a really good pick and roll defender 
He's a he's seven three. Like, come on, he's gonna clog the lane. I see they actually have a legit shot blocker now. Like, even though he's seventh, like he's not an like amazing shot blocker, but you they have a shot blocker now. A bigger presence in the paint. They don't have an undersized. They actually have a real seven footer now. They don't have like a six eleven dude playing center. They have a seven three dude that's playing center. Another thing, Porzingis is a fucking good shooter. Like he can shoot the three. He shoots the three ball like at 38 percent or something like that. Like the uh, uh, literally uh, the league average is like what thirty five. So he's above the league average. 40% what is great like he can he can pick and pop he can get to the rim he can play back to the basket I think it'll be good and it's, I think it'll be good for the Jays as well it's gonna open a lot of things for the Jays it's gonna make their life easier he also knows how to how to break those zones he can shoot the three ball like he does everything that helps this team basically but like I said the big concern is gonna be the health like I said, he played 65 games last year. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, 65 games last year. <sighs> he averaged 23 points. Shot 49% from the field. 38% from three. 85% from the free throw line. And they also got a good free throw shooter. He's a good free throw shooter for a big man. 85% is great for a big man. So you can't foul him because he's going to hurt you there too. He averages eight rebounds. Like to me, this trade is fucking good for the Celtics. Like I don't know why any Celtics fan is upset about this trade. I understand. Oh, you know, we're losing our identity. But you can find your identity. Like, uh, like you know, they have 82 games to figure this shit out. Like, you know... And, and Jalen's already come out and said, like, hey, we need to focus on our defense. He literally said that when he signed the contract. He's like, hey, I feel like if we want to win a championship, we have to be more defensive focused. Which is, I'm so glad he said that because I feel the same way. They need to get back to being, like, a top three defense. Like, you know, being better defensively. Because they, they had a lot of breakdowns in that Miami series. And you can tell, like, damn. We're, they were they were fucking up, um. So I feel like it's good that Jalen said that. Hopefully, Porzingis can play with the two Jays, which I think he can. I don't see why not. And then the thing is, it's gonna be beautiful watching the two big lineup because Porzingis can pass and Al Horford can pass, and they can both shoot. So they can both spread the floor for the Jays. Like Al Horford is not as good as he used to be in the paint, but the thing with that is. Playing the two big, they have two bigs that can defend well and they can shoot. Like that's the big thing for me. Like they're going to be able to play the two big lineup, like against whoever they want, because both of them can shoot and pass. So that's gonna help out a lot of, as well. Also, they got two first rounders. The first rounder they got this year was the twenty fifth pick. That pick was traded. What they picked ended up picking like thirty eighth. They picked up Jordan Walsh. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I didn't know who the fuck he was. And then I started watching him. And then I watched the Summer League. And this kid was hooping. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, the dude looks legit. I'm not going to say he's like the steal of the draft. I'm not. That's just a big ass being a homer if I say that. But he, the kid looks solid. He was. He can card the one through four easily. He has, what, a 7-2 wingspan. 
so he's going to be hard to get around. He's athletic. Um, his three-point shot is improving. In Summer League, he averaged like 18 points. Obviously, it's in Summer League, but he's still putting in work. Um, he played better than some of the he played better than some of the top five picks, which is crazy because he was picked 38th. So to me, that that pick is looking solid. Getting that pick already looks solid. The tr that that trade is already looking hella good. Like I said, it just all depends on Porzingis' health to me. If his health is shit, then the Celtics are fucked. But like I said, that's to be determined because there's no way of knowing until the season starts and see how many games this dude can play. If he plays 70 games, the Celtics, I'm pretty sure, will be the favorite in the East to come out of it. Because they, they should, should have the best record in the East. Maybe even in the league. This team is, has the potential to have the best record in the league. Them and Denver. Um. Now let's get back to like the 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 Grizzly side. I feel like the Grizzlies. This, like I said, it was. I think it's a good trade for the Grizzlies. I think it's win win for both of them. You already know Marcus is gonna play sixty five plus games. Marcus isn't gonna take any plays off. It's like I said earlier, he's he's this is the dude you want on your team. He's gonna dive on the floor for loose balls. Like he he, he brings that energy, you know, and everybody just feeds off of it. Like and it's like to me the most important thing is he's gonna fucking check jaw. Like that's why this trade is good for both of them. Like it's good for the C's, depending on the health, but I think it's great for the Grizzlies because they needed that veteran presence. Like I'm not gonna like Steven Adams, like I don't think I'm not saying Steven Adams is the best player, but it's like Steven like Steven Adams was like the only one in their ear being like, hey guys, like we're kind of fucking up. Like we're partying too much when we're going on the road. Now they're gonna have a dude like Marcus like backing him up. They're gonna be the two vets and they're gonna be like, yo, what the fuck are we doing? Like we're being fucking idiots. Like we gotta get it together. We gotta focus on basketball. Like and also like Jaw big talk and all that shit. Like, you know, I ain't worried about nobody in the West. Blah, blah, blah. Mumble, jumble. And then he fucking gets fucking slapped up by the Lakers after saying all that bullshit. First round exit. Mind you, I know he was hurt, but that boy still, them boys still got cooked. No matter what. Any way you spin it, them boys got cooked. <sighs> so, yeah. I feel like that trade is good for both teams. We're going to see, like, if it's good for the seeds. Like, the only way it's good for the seeds is if that man stays healthy. Like, it all depends on health to me. And just like any other trade, health is a big factor. Cause you know, you know, Marcus is gonna play the sixty-five plus games. You already know that because he's averages like sixty plus games a season. So he doesn't sit out many games unless he's absolutely injured. I think he had a big injury the 20, 21, 2022 season, but that's that injury that he like punched the frame and shit and he fucked up his hand. And then they went on that heater like after that. Um. But yeah. Like I said, when you can get a seven-footer that can shoot the three ball at a high percentage, 49% field goal shooter, like 85% free throw shooter, like it's that's the W right there. And he averages 22 more points, which is 11 more points than, than Marcus. Like, I don't know. To me, that's a W, but I guess we'll see. We'll see. Uh, now let's talk about the Lakers free agency moves. Well, actually, no. Let's talk about the Golden State trade. This trade to me doesn't make any sense, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I, like when I, when I saw this update, I was like stumped. Like I was like, "What? Are you fucking kidding me? Like they just paid this kid, and now they're gonna trade him for CP3? Like 
CP3 literally played 59 games last year. Jordan Poole played 82 fucking games. Jordan Poole did not miss a single game. And it's like CP3 averages 14 points. Jordan Poole literally averages six more points than him. He, he knows the system already. Yes, his three-point percent took, percentage took a beat. Uh, it took a dip. But it's like he's 24 years old. You traded for like a dude that's almost 40. It doesn't this this trade doesn't make sense. Like the only way this trade makes sense to me is if 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 they if he wanted out. Obviously, they're not gonna say he wanted out or like because you know they had the whole beef with Draymond and shit, which I think Draymond's fucking goofy for that. Like, come on, like even if this kid talks a lot of shit, you're gonna tell me you're gonna swing on him like that? Like, come on, dude. They caught you in fucking 4K. Like, come on, man. Like to me, that was silly. Like you just paid him. Obviously, your your GM was saying that he was like the future. You know, he was said nothing but good things about the kid, and then you go off and swing on him, like and knock his ass out. Like I kind of knew that it was over right there. That's a relationship that was never gonna be able to be repaired. Like he he literally gets popped. Like and then it's I just find it weird how people are like, oh my god, how did this get out? Man, everybody has a fucking cell phone. Literally anybody could have recorded that shit. Let's not be idiots here. Like, look how the world is now. Like, everybody fucking has their cell phone out for everything. Including myself. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a fucking bozo. I'll be on my shit sometimes all the time. Like, literally everybody is on their phones. That's that's how the world is now. So, it's like, how are they acting like, how did it get out there? Like, man, it was gonna get out there regardless. I'm pretty sure there's like three or four angles of that fucking knockout somewhere. Um, But yeah, back to the what I'm talking about. This just, tra- just doesn't make any fucking sense to me none and also cp3 is undersized he's the six four fucking six six foot guard jordan Poole is six four like it doesn't make absolutely no sense this shit is literally like one of the fucking worst trades that could have happened this offseason it doesn't make any sense to me i just don't understand it like and also they're gonna bring cp3 off the bench is what i'm hearing like uh it doesn't make fucking sense whatsoever like my brain fucking hurts thinking about this shit when i was looking up like the stats and like comparing everything it didn't make sense to me especially since you're not gonna have cp3 playing with curry and clay that just doesn't make any sense like to me they gotta figure out how these dudes can play together they have 82 games to figure it out they just need to fucking do it like, fuck it. Like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Something about the system. I don't know. I think they should be able to play together. I don't see why not. It just, I don't know. I just don't understand this trade. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I feel that like this trade was made just to make Draymond Green happy. Like, that's how I feel. And it sucks for Jordan Poole because he he got the shit into the stick. Like, he went, he's, he's going to... To the Wizards, you know, a franchise that's like rebuilding. They kind of suck right now, but I don't know. I feel like him and like he he gets along with Kyle Kuzma, so that's cool. Maybe you know who knows? Maybe they can do some shit. Maybe they can make some noise in the East. We'll see. Like I don't know. To me, I just I think this trade is shit for the Warriors. It's a good trade for the Wizards, obviously, but this trade is shit for the Warriors. It doesn't make any sense to me. Even though if it's a money dump, it doesn't matter. This trade still doesn't make sense to me. The Warriors are better with Jordan Poole. And another thing, CP3 is always fucking injured in the playoffs. You're telling me you you have a kid that played 82 games and is has a, a clean bill of health? You're literally trading him for a dude that literally has a fucking 
shit hamstring a hamstring that's like hanging on by a fucking thread it doesn't make any fucking sense i don't know i don't even want to talk about this shit no more because this fucking shit is getting me triggered like this trade is just fucking dog shit like i it don't make no sense to me whatsoever um now let's talk about the lakers i personally i like the the lakers free free agency moves like to me i think it was big keeping a uh austin reeves aka ar-15 um obviously he was injured he missed a couple games like but he shot the three ball well he he got to the free he was 86 percent free throw shooter um and his numbers all jumped up in the playoffs like during the season i believe he averaged like 11 points in the playoffs he was averaging like 17 points my boy shot 40 40 90 he almost shot 50 40 90 in the playoffs which is fucking insane um that boy was on a heater so i can see why they were so uh like so like not hesitant to keep him like that makes sense to me like that's a good trade if i'm them i match that kid played good he showed that he can play in the big moments like he made some big shots for them in the series he was playing in he played great also keeping Rui was a was a fucking nice move too Rui was fucking sh fucking showing out in the playoffs as well he was playing good defense as well to me those were like the two the two big dudes i, I felt like those were the two dudes they had to keep and they kept them dilo was just like the the bonus you know they got to keep dilo yes dilo had a bad playoff run but that's fine you know 31 percent like and they lost to the champs like nobody thought i'm gonna be honest nobody thought the lakers were gonna go on that heater and they went that was a nice fucking heater they were playing fucking solid they spanked that golden state ass like they showed like defense they were clamping them boys up and it, that big reason was like ar-15 played fucking huge that warrior series he made some big shots big plays same with Rui. He had a couple 20-point games off the bench. This shit is... Rui was fucking solid off the bench. That boy was hooping. Um, this, to me, D'Lo... It just, like... It just sucked that D'Lo played so bad. I think the Lakers would have had a better chance in that series if D'Lo did not shoot the three ball at 31%, which was, like, 7% under his, like, normal shooting average from three. That hurt the Lakers a lot, I feel. If he shot the three by well, I think that series goes six games, maybe seven. It's possible. <clears throat> you have a team with AD and LeBron. Um, I do like the Gabe Vincent pickup. Uh, because he yes, he averaged nine points during the season, but that boy played great in the playoffs. That boy hit big shots against the Celtics. He played good defense. He played his ass off. I'm glad he made that eleven million guy. He got paid. Um Kid's a fucking grinder. He played great. Um, it's another shooter for LeBron. You know, LeBron's mo the most successful when he has nothing but shooters around him, which is good that they put another shooter around him. Um, also, Reeves does handle the point sometimes. That was another reason it was good to keep Austin. Um, I don't know how I feel about the Cam Reddish trade because the thing is, I to me, I feel like Cam hasn't got like a legit shot. Everywhere Cam has went, it's either he's riding the fucking bench or he's having issues with the coach. Like, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Like, to me, I feel like we're going to find out if it's a him problem or or just the fucking coaches are like fucking dicks to this dude. But who knows? We're going to find out.
um how it goes like i really hope this kid does get a shot because he's been four years in the league and he's been bounced around and it's like i said it's either he's as he gets benched like instantly which kind of fucking sucks like i haven't nobody has really seen what this dude is at like when he's at full, like his final form maybe we, he gets to see his final form against the lakers but we're gonna find out but regardless i'm gonna be honest i like the laker pickups like i didn't I think they did a great job retaining uh, Rui and Austin. I feel like those are the two dudes that they needed to keep. Like, they needed to make sure they kept them both, and they did. So, that was good. Like I said, D'Lo was, like, that bonus. Like, I, I like D'Lo, but I just, like, some of the shit he does, like, off the court is, like, kind of fucking whack. Like, snitching on your teammates, that's some bitch shit. He should have never did that shit. But whatever, he's older now. He's more wise. Hopefully, he learned his lesson. Um... And hopefully he plays better next year, like in the playoffs. He doesn't have that rough-ass, like, stretch he had. Because to be honest, like I said, I already said it. I'm going to say it again. If he just plays better in the playoffs, these dudes probably win, like, two games in that series minimum. That series has the, the potential to go the distance if he just plays better. And I kind of feel like it's it was also good for the Lakers to keep Rui because LeBron's almost 40. Like, I... I I don't think they can ride LeBron like they ride LeBron. Like, I don't think Braun should be playing 40 minutes anymore in the fucking playoffs. Like, that's just not good for him. Like, the dude is old. Like, that motherfucker got mileage on them fucking wheels. Everybody knows that. Come on, LeBron's been to the what? The finals, what, six fucking times? I don't even fucking know. Ten fucking. I lost fucking count. That's how many times this motherfucker been in the finals. So we know he's played a lot of basketball in his career. <coughs> and I feel like they can they they cannot be trying to play this dude no 40 minutes in the playoffs that shit has to stop and another thing i've anthony davis ass has to step up i've always said this shit he needs to take over this team he lebron has to be the number two ad has to be the number one um but yeah that's enough about the lakers like i said i like them all all the stuff they did like was great all the pickups everything was good um I'm going to be honest, I wasn't going to talk about the Kyrie staying with the Mavs, but, like, I kind of have to. Like, to me, I, I don't know if these two dudes can play together, all right? Yes, we do know Kyrie can play off the ball because he did it when he played with LeBron. So we know he can play off the ball. But the thing I don't, I don't know how him and Luka are going to, if they're going to fix this, figure this out. Because the thing with Luka, Luka has the highest usage in the league. Luka... Holds the ball for like 30 fucking seconds. I'm over-exaggerating, I know. But he holds the ball forever. That's the thing with Luka. Highest usage rate. Most dribbles in the NBA. So you know he's going to have the ball for at least 20 seconds. 16, 17, 18 seconds. That's a lot. Like, instead of moving the ball. Um, we know Kyrie is an ISO specialist. It's like, and then we saw it last season. They were kind of just taking turns. They never played together. They never got each other open. Like, to me, I feel like that pick and roll should be fucking deadly. Like, both of those dudes pick and rolling, two fucking good shooters, like, and they both can go to the basket. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't understand that. They got to figure that out. They can't be taking this turn shit. Um, Luca has to stop coming into, coming into camp fucking fat. Or if he comes into the camp skinny, he needs to stop getting fucking fat. Fucking, this, Luca's the only mother, him and Zion are the only two fucking players in the league. That get fatter as the season progresses, which makes no fucking sense. Like, I don't understand that shit. Them boys need to stay in the gym. They need to stop eating them f fucking 
chicken wings or whatever they fucking eat when they're on the road. Luca got to stop drinking beer. I would know, you know, that's how I got fat, drinking all this beer. Getting that fucking big old beer belly and shit. So yeah, Luca needs to stop drinking beer during the season and just grinding. Also, that's another thing that I thought was good that the Mavs finally checked them. They were like, well, Jason Kidd did. Jason Kidd was like, hey man, you got to come into camp top shape. I don't want you coming to camp fat, overweight. And he's been putting in the work. Yeah, he's been putting in the work, but fucking some of them videos do that man no just like that video where he's doing the light drill. Oh my god, he looks so slow. I feel so bad for him. But then again, he's crafty. Like he his game's not like it's not all about his athleticism. So that's good. I think he'll be better like if he comes into camp skinny, obviously. Um, he's going to have more energy, probably. I don't know. It's just weird seeing that dude get fatter as the season goes on. I just don't make sense to me. I don't understand it. <sighs> yeah, and that's pretty much it for the free agency. Let's get into the Jalen contract. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so this is something that I personally did. I did want to talk about because, like, every, everybody knows Jalen's my boy. That's my favorite Celtic. Like... And I'm not trying to be biased. Like, it's gonna sound like I'm gonna be biased, but I'm I'm gonna speak. I'm a. I'm not gonna speak from my heart. I'm gonna just keep it 100. Like to me, this contract makes sense. The reason this contract makes sense is because think just just think about it. The only reason he got this fat ass contract is because the timing. His contract is not going to stay the biggest contract in the NBA. That's what people need to realize. They need to stop being like, oh, that's a shit contract because of this. No, that shit is not a shit contract. The cap is going to keep going up and up and up. Like, the next dude the next dude do up is SGA. There's rumors going around that they're going to offer Shai Gilchrist Alexander $400 million. You're telling me you're going you're gonna to give this guy $400 million even though... He only plays he only plays one side of the ball. I don't want it. like it's come on. And that it just I don't know. I don't understand. That guy's gonna, they're gonna offer that guy four hundred million dollars and people are gonna say that that contract makes more sense than the Jalen contract. There's no fucking way. Jalen Brown is literally a fucking two way player. He averaged twenty six points, shot the league average from three. Shot 49% from the field. Like, him and Jason Tatum already proved that they can play together. Like, it makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you want to lock up both of your stars for another five years? You get a nice little, like, your window stays open. Him and JT obviously love playing with each other. JT, what did JT say? JT said, hey, our biggest priority in the offseason, he literally, like, literally in the presser after getting eliminated, he fucking says, he's like, Hey, I want him here. Like, I need him here. Like, your superstar is literally fucking telling you, Hey, man, I want him here. Like, you need to do what you need to do to keep him here. That says, that speaks volumes. That means that he loves playing with this dude. Like, he thinks that they can win a championship. And I think they can too. Like, a lot of people, like, just keep shitting on Jalen because he had one bad playoff series. Come on, let's be fucking real here. Look at his piece of work. The kid's gotten better every year. We're going to shit on him for having one bad playoff series. Come on, the the year before that, he was he was him and Jason Tatum 
He was literally the front runner for the MVP. Like, if they would have won the championship last year, Jalen Brown would have got the MVP. He played lights out that whole finals. Like, he played great. Like, but we're going to crucify him for having one bad series. And then we're going to be like, oh, he can't go left. We're not going to pay him because he can't go left. Literally, the dude has literally been working on his left since the fucking season ending. All he's been doing is working on his left. I promise you, this dude is going to fucking come out next year and he's going to hoop. And he's going to show people he can go left. Like, I promise you. Like, this is just how the kid is. Like, every year he's improved. He's gotten better. Like, he's worked on his dribbling. His dribbling's gotten better. Like, when he first got into the league, he could not dribble for shit. My boy was literally... Everybody literally thought Jalen was going to be a fucking dunker and a and a defensive player. Like, that's what everybody thought because of his athleticism. Everybody was like, oh, once his athleticism is gone, he's done. Dude, the kid has obviously proved that he puts in the work. He can he he has he has a handle now. It's not amazing, but he has he has a bag. He can shoot he can shoot the mid-range. He can shoot the three ball. He can get to the foul line. He can get to the hoop. He can defend. He's an elite defender. Like, what why wouldn't you lock this guy up? He just made all NBA. He showed like he's like one of the top fucking 20 players in the NBA. Like, why wouldn't you lock him up? Like, to me, I think a lot of people are hating on Jalen because he plays for the Celtics. Let's just just ask yourself this fucking question. If you fucking had the chance to sign Jalen Brown for that contract, you're fucking telling me you're not going to want that dude on your fucking team? Who the fuck wouldn't want this dude on their team? Unless you're some idiot that thinks PG is better than him, which he's fucking not. PG-13 is fucking dog shit now. He's always injured. Fucking his little wimpy-ass shoulder. Um... But, like, yeah, like, come on. I've heard people be like, oh, that's such a bad contract. PG's better than this dude. This dude's better. And it's not true. He's better than PG. He's better than a lot of dudes. Him and Siakam literally are fucking... I think he's better than Siakam. It's just, yes, Siakam has a championship, but he fucking won that with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard being the best player. Like, and that's another thing. Jalen Brown's literally, to me, if you told me he's better than fucking Kawhi, too. You know why? Because he's always fucking healthy. He plays 70 plus games a year. Kawhi plays like fucking 40 fucking games. Like, what? It, what? It, how does that saying go? The uh, the best ability, uh, abilities availability or whatever. Yes, George, he's always available. He's always trying to play. He doesn't load manage. Kid's always in there. And like I said, he has good work ethic. He's a grinder. Like, it just... This fucking deal makes sense. The only reason it wouldn't make sense is like the, the money long term like with jason tatum like everybody's like why like you're gonna have to pay jason tatum so much you're gonna have like 600 million dollars locked up in both of them why the fuck does it matter if they have 600 million dollars locked up in both of them let's be fucking real here these dudes have been to the finals four fucking times when they're both healthy why wouldn't you spend that money Let's be they're going to make that money back. These dudes are going to keep getting to the finals. There's just, yeah, they lost last year. They lost in the ECF. They still made the ECF. I mean, I said they made the finals. Correction. They've made the ECF four times. Finals one time. They're 25 and 26. They literally have had more success than CP3 already. They've had more success than PG13 already. Like, I don't understand why you would want to split these two dudes up for one like if i'm a gm i spend that money i'll lock them up 
like I said, four Eastern Conference Finals. Like, there's who says no to that? Eventually, they obviously they gotta find a way to get over the hump, which I think eventually they will find a way to get over the hump. There is no way they're gonna keep having these breakdowns and losing. There's just no fucking way. Um, to me, it just this still makes sense everywhere. Like the only deal, like the only thing people are just like, it's too much. It's an overpay. The only reason it's an overpay is because they don't realize that the cap's going up and it's going to keep going up. So regardless, this contract is going to look cheaper than those other contracts coming up. I promise you by the time the Luka contract comes up, by the time what the Luka contract comes up, the Devin Booker contract comes up, them fucking contracts are going to be fucking ridiculous. I promise you. Come on, SGA 400 mil. I ain't giving that. That's fucking nuts. Like, 400 mil for a dude that plays one side of the ball and that's it. Yes, he averages 31. Jalen averages 26 and plays fucking elite defense. Like, they just, they just, this still makes sense. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. I find it weird, too, that the Celtics fans were like, oh, like, fuck, what a shitty deal. We, we overpaid. How the fuck can you say you overpaid when they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals four times? You've literally seen the team you love get to the Eastern Conference Finals four times. There is literally teams that have not seen their team get to the Eastern Conference Finals one fucking time. Like, y'all guys got to chill out with the Jalen hate. Yes, he had a bad series against Miami. Big fucking deal. He's fucking 26. And you know he's a grinder. It's, he's gonna he's gonna get better. He's gonna be better next year. Every year he's come back better and better and better. So like I said to me, this contract makes sense. Uh, I don't know why it wouldn't make sense. Like it's just everybody just feels that it's too much money. But the thing is, when when these other con when these other dudes start being up for their contracts. And they and and people see how much they're gonna get paid, they're gonna be like, oh, oh, all right, this contract makes more sense now. Like, yeah. And who knows? What if Jason Tatum like doesn't ask for like way more, way, way more? What if he asks for like less? Like what like what if he has just to get paid a little bit over Jalen? You you don't know. Like what if he takes a pay cut? You never know. It is like, I don't know. It's all going to, well, we're going to find out. They have five years. They're locked up for five years. I'm pretty sure Tatum's going to sign that extension. Going to get locked up for another five. What, it's like three or four years of them together. And they're not even in their prime yet. So you're going to lock them up when they, they're both entering their prime. Like, why wouldn't you do that? It just, it makes sense everywhere. Like, locking these two dudes up for their prime. It just, I don't know. To me, it's a good contract. And I'm not saying that because Jalen's my fucking boy. I just think it's a good contract. And also, it could not have happened to a better dude. Jalen is a good fucking dude. Like, look what he's trying to do for the community in Boston. Like, he's trying to fucking change shit. He's trying to do shit for the community. There's not a lot of players that do stuff like that. Yeah, LeBron does stuff like that. But, like, the shit Jalen's going to do is, is cool as shit, too. Like, you know, you might have bridged the wealth gap. Like, he has all these plants to... Basically, he's like, if I'm winning, we're all winning, which I got to respect the fuck out of that. All right, y'all. I'm going to get out of here. It's 1030. I'm kind of sleepy. I know I always promise you guys I'm going to do more pods, but like, it's kind of rough. I'm going to be honest. Like, your boy, I was working a lot. And also, I started hitting the gym. Your boy's lost 31 pounds. Let's go. I'm not as fat as I used to be. Let's go. Who knows? I might have to change the name of the pot to Skinny Takes. You never fucking know. Nah. 
I like drinking beer too much. This should get you fat. <laughs> All right, everybody. On that note, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Also, again, I am so thankful for the 2,000 downloads. I appreciate all of you. Um, if you guys ever want to have any questions to ask me, we can connect on social media. Uh, my Twitter is at uh, FatboyTakes. My IG is at FatboyTakes. Well, FatboyTakes. Um, also, follow the pod. You can follow the pod on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Music. It's on Pandora, um, on Google. It's fucking everywhere. Follow that shit. Share that shit with everybody. Fucking have your baby mama share it. And if she don't share it, have your baby daddy share it. Have everybody share it. Have your everybody. Your mama, your dad, your fucking grandpa, every motherfucker. Alright, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm sleepy. You guys have a good day. Peace. Oh yeah. White Claw. Chug incoming. Thank you guys. Peace out. <laughs>